Welcome to Liquid Courage, the podcast where I, Amanda Pereira, sit down with a fellow female artist that I admire and ask them the questions I've never had the guts to ask them before. Sounds scary? Well, it is. So I use a little liquid courage in the form of their favorite drink. We cheers, chat, and connect as I attempt to soak up all the wisdom these women have to offer. Today I sit down with Dustin George and drink some bubbly champagne in a special bonus episode. Dustin is a comedian and creator based out of Toronto, Canada, and also a very good friend of mine. In anticipation of this first season ending, Dustin reached out to me and asked if we could do a little bonus episode together, where he interviewed me about what it was like to create season one and put it out into the world. I was so flattered and touched that a friend saw how important this project was to me and wanted to honor that. And then, of course, my self-doubt crept in. Like, who would want to listen to me talk about my own project? It felt so self-indulgent. But then I took a step back and wondered, why does it feel so foreign and wrong to praise myself? I poured a ton of time, effort, and care into creating this, and I'm proud of it. So fuck it. I want to celebrate the success that is this first season, and that's exactly what Dustin and I do here in this bonus episode. He asks me wonderfully thoughtful questions, and we reflect back on season one. Okay, so I gave Dustin full control over this episode, which was very hard for my Monica Geller A-type brain to do. And he told me he had a special way that he wanted to start off the episode. So here we go. A conversation looking back on the 30 episodes that make up season one of the Liquid Courage podcast. Okay, we're recording. So yeah, I'm just going to let you... Ready? Yeah. Welcome to Liquid Cork. (laughs) Welcome to Liquid Courage, the podcast where she, Amanda Pereira, sits down with the fellow... You just fucked up my last name. How do you say it? Pereira. Pereira. I was practicing too. Welcome to Liquid Courage, the podcast where she... Amanda Pereira sits down with a fellow female artist that she admires and asks them the questions she's never had the guts to ask them before. Sounds scary? Well, it is. So she uses a little liquid courage her guest's favorite drinks. They cheers, chat, and connect as she attempts to soak up the wisdom these women have to offer. Today, I sit down with Amanda Pereira and enjoy some bubbly. Amanda is a creator superstar. Improv, acting, singing, writing, casting, producing, podcasting, script supervising, she can do it all. She's been part of the hit musical Wheels, a song cycle. She's co-written, produced, starred in a series, Beck and Call, and of course, is the creator, host, editor, marketing person of Liquid Courage. I've known Amanda for many years and she never ceases to amaze me. So Amanda is an actor, creator, comedian, podcaster, my best friend, and someone I admire immensely. Yeah, I'm gonna cry. That was so cute. You took the time to write that? Yeah, and yeah, copy it. <laughs> See, that was so beautiful. Like that, that was so thoughtful of you to, oh my God, I'm dying. Okay. Yes. Okay. So this is totally your, this is your ship. This is your plane. Yeah, you're already taking over. Whatever it is. I know. I'm so sorry. <laughs> okay. But I did have like a little surprise for you. So, um, can you close your eyes? Yeah. Okay. I'll tell you when to open, keep them closed. This wasn't in my script. <laughs> So each episode I try and like whatever I'm wearing, I'm like inspired by my guest, but I don't have a guest today because I'm your guest. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I'm wearing you on my, ah! which I guess I should say for listeners, uh, Dustin 
as a gift, got me um, a blanket for my dog with pictures of my dog's face all over it. And it got me a crop top with his face all over it. That's so cute. Okay, anyway, that was my surprise that this is what I'm going to wear for our episode. That's a great surprise. Thank you. That's all. That's all. Dee, I'm nervous. I'm so so scared. First of all, we should just like do this. Yeah. I feel like I... I usually open your bottles of sparkling for you. <laughs> yeah, because I get scared. Yeah. But I learned a trick. Um, Emma Carter, former guest, taught me a trick that when you're opening champagne, you twist it down and not up. Oh, that's smart. Also, I think that's an easy open cap. Oh, what is? What does that mean? I think it's like a twist top more. Oh, okay. okay. Are we going to do it? Yeah. Okay. Ah! Oh, my God. Is mine? Mine's just twisted. Mine didn't even pop. Oh my God, I was so scared. <laughs> okay. So I want to say cheers oh. to 30 episodes, 30 interviews. I calculated, I think it was like 49 hours and like 41 minutes, but it's like 50 hours of edited content. Oh my God. That's just podcasts, not including videos. And to one fucking amazing podcast. So cheers. Cheers. Thank you, Dee. Oh my God. Do you sometimes drink champagne and it feels like you're just drinking bubbles? Like there's no liquid? Um, sometimes. Depends on like, okay. I like a flavor, but I don't like it sweet. Right. Yes, yes, yes. Dee, I'm so nervous. I'm okay. so nervous. Should so we I say wanna... who you are? Like what should no, we do? No, that you're, yeah. And this is your thing. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to relinquish yeah. control. Thank you. Um, so I need to admit something to you, which is like, which is a segment, should be a segment on your show, because every show you go, I need to admit something to you. Oh, fuck, yeah, totally. So this is my, I need to admit something to you segment. Okay, oh, I'm so excited. I was actually very nervous coming to do this, because one, you make every guest feel, like, seem so comfortable, and you curate such thoughtful, considerate questions Aww. that I think every guest, I'm pretty sure every guest, I want to go back and check, every guest said, that's a great question. <laughs> Mm. like literally like every so and I was like I want to I don't know if I'll be able to do that for you because I wanted you to feel as special as how you made your guests feel Dee that's so nice and I can before I ask questions because I want to make this about you but I'm gonna make it about me for a few okay make it about you I love it I'm more comfortable Um, with it being about you to be honest so (laughs) so I had this idea so I was listening to the first few episodes Mm. and I was kind of getting angry well, because because you you're raising all these women up on like a pedestal still, which they deserve, mm-hmm. like a hundred percent. These these guests were insanely amazing, but sometimes you shit on yourself a bit, mm-hmm. and most of them like called you on it. <laughs> like I know, like Ashley called you, and some of you were like, no, 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 no. no. Yeah. And I was think I would think that all the time. I'm like, mm-hmm. no, she she's honoring these amazing women, which is hundred percent true. But like. You deserve that just as much as as they do. I'm gonna cry. Because <laughs> um, obviously, I've been a big fan of yours for life. Huge. Uh, We're not even friends. We're not even friends. <laughs> um, just a big fan. Uh, <laughs> so I just—that's why I wanted to do this mm. to give you to honor you and give the listeners a chance to s- celebrate your successes and what makes you amazing. Oh so that's kind of the. God. What I'm doing for this podcast is kind of like a celebration of this you and this journey. Because I think you deserve that. Oh my God. Can I say that makes me feel like, oh, my heart is like so big, like the Grinch when it got really big. (laughs) I don't know if that's a good comparison. That makes me feel like so cared about and also 
so nervous. I wonder if this is how my guests feel. Like my hands are so sweaty because I'm thinking like, oh, I don't know. I'm okay, but but yeah. For some of your merch, you should sell hand towels. (laughs) Or like gloves that like absorbent gloves. That look like hands? Yeah, that just look like hand. Well, yeah, because they're gloves. Yeah, but they they like skin texture. (gasps) Oh my God. Like they're on the outside, they're like silicone or something. Is that gross? But on the inside, they're towels. Yeah. Or they yeah. could just be skin color. Yeah. Right, right, <laughs> like right, right, right. nails. Right. <laughs> nails that you can paint. Oh, and my God. That's amazing. And the inside's just like padded, so it's never sweaty. It's never sweaty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I need that so bad. I'm so nervous because, like, yeah, I – but I – I was, when you, when you posed this idea uh, to me about sort of like, let's do a bonus episode, like a, a, like a reflection on the season or just you chatting with me. um, I was so scared because I don't know why it just feels, it's like a lot of spot. I mean, I guess everyone's a little bit uncomfortable, not everyone. A lot of people are uncomfortable with spotlight, uh, but I trust you completely. And also this has been such um, a huge this is something I wanted to do and then I did it and that feels great and I love it and I feel proud and I feel so fucking lucky at all the people who came on the podcast and supported the podcast. Like I feel so lucky that I thought like, well, my nerves about talking about something I love and it feeling, I don't know, egocentric or something like, fuck that. I'm not going to let that get in the way of celebrating something that I love with somebody that I trust to pilot that pilot. that. What is it? Pilot that ship. What do pilots have? Pilot the plane. I love the plane fucking thing. Okay, great. Clear so, the ship? Yeah, clear the ship. I'm like nervous. Like I have okay. some chocolate here. I have yeah. like all my crystals yeah. out. Like yeah, I'm get scared. Your crystals. Yeah, um, hold my crystals. Here we go. But I trust you. Okay, so I have lots of questions. Okay. And I'm sure lots of stuff will come up. Um, okay, so let's go. Okay. We're going to go back to the very beginning. I'm a singer too. Um, <laughs> uh, we're going to go back to 2016. Okay. Oh my you're God. With, okay. You're with... Ashley Como. Okay. And you're working and you're like, I have this idea for this blog. Mm-hmm. Because blogs are super popular in 2016. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So I didn't really know about podcasting in 2016. No, I think it's like it really boomed in like 18, I feel. Yeah, like 1918. Yeah. Um, so what was the <laughs> this is just a history podcast. <laughs> yeah. What was your original um thesis or a concept mm. for liquid courage oh i love that okay i read sick in the head by judd apatow judd apatow i don't know how to say the name uh the producer director <clears throat> writer and it is a book where when he was and my god come at me because i'm gonna i'm gonna misrepresent this so hard but uh i have a bad memory but he wrote a book of interviews where when he was a teenager uh, the internet didn't really exist. And he wanted to learn how to do stand-up comedy. And so he called all these like managers of these stand-up comedians like Jerry Seinfeld and stuff. And he basically said that he's from a radio station or like a newspaper, but it was his high school like newspaper or radio station okay. or something. And then he just showed up like to see Jerry Seinfeld and he had a little audio recorder and basically was like, how do you write a joke? But like, what if they don't think it's funny? How do you do it? And then essentially like decades later, he re-interviewed these comedians and a bunch more and Amy Schumer's in it, whatever. And really the thesis of that book was like, if you, I wanted to know how to do something. So I went to the people who I saw were doing it well. And I asked them how to do it. And I, that I overcomplicate things. And to me, it was like, oh, it's that simple. Like I can just go 
to somebody that I see is like thriving in an area that I feel like a little struggling in and just ask them like, Hey, how are you doing that? Cause I, I'm not able to put the pieces together yet. I think I could do it. I think I have like the ingredients, but like, what's the recipe. Mm -hmm. And that was the first part where I was like, fuck, I don't know why I'm waiting so long to feel like I deserve to be at the table. I should just like ask people to dinner. Right. That was basically what it was. Yeah. So then what made you wait two years? <laughs> <laughs> two years, four years. Like I. Oh yeah. Four years. Four sorry. Year. <laughs> quick math. Um, it's so funny. Cause sometimes I say that you, you remind me of Dak Shepard and he's big on quick math. Um, huh. <laughs> what made me wait four years? Oh my God. And also in the, in the four years, yeah. did that thesis change at all? I think a little, I think it grew. I mean, it definitely changed from a blog to a podcast for yeah. sure. Um, okay. So it changed a little over the years and that not only it, it built, like not only did now I want to ask people, how are you doing these things? But also that connection, like I, I don't know how you feel because you're also an artist for listeners and viewers, if you don't know. Um, and I, for me, it's very easy in this community, whether it's the comedy community, the performance, the on camera, whatever, to feel very isolated, like mm. just to feel very disconnected from everybody. Um, so part of it also was, how are you doing this? And then on top of it, it was like connecting with people. Like at least this would be a reason to act. like, it's hard to just say, Hey, do you want to hang out for an hour? Cause then you're like, Oh, what do I have to offer? What am I going to say? But at least a podcast or a blog or an interview or whatever, I guess it's like the metaphorical liquid courage to be like, yeah. can we connect a little? And can I, can I just put myself out there? So yeah, but I don't well, know what it took me so It's different long, too. Yeah. It's like, you can ask them out for coffee, but mm -hmm. what you want to do is kind of interview them, but you don't yeah. want to do that because you're asking them out for coffee. <laughs> right. So then, yeah, yeah. here, if you're like, if you go in like, this is an interview, like the, mm -hmm. I'm interviewing you. I want to know these questions. Mm -hmm. Then you're going out with like an honest, like, you know, it's, it is what it is. It's being filmed. It's me kind of interrogating you in this way. <laughs> Yeah. Which I, and I think, I think just knowing you and knowing that you haven't known these people before, mm -hmm. some of them talking to mm -hmm. them, mm -hmm. friendship started out of that instead of, mm. instead of going in, you know? Yeah. And, and I think I was, yeah, I think I was also, it's funny. I was a little worried in the very beginning, not necessarily during the podcast, but just overall thinking about it. Like, am I going into this with a power imbalance? Because a lot of my relationships in real life, I find I'll go in and ask somebody questions about themselves, but then sometimes you walk away and you're like, I don't know if they asked me anything, or maybe I didn't even give them space to ask me. Mm -hmm. Like, and I definitely, I take, you know, I'm taking responsibility or my responsibility in that interaction as well. And so in here, I was a little worried, like, oh, if I'm just, am I really connecting with people? If I'm just asking them questions about themselves and, and I'm not really sharing anything about myself, but I started realizing like I'm going to ask somebody different questions than let's say you're going to ask somebody and you're revealing what your values are and what you care about and what you want through what you're asking. So I think it, I honestly think it took me so long because like, as I'm answering this, I'm realizing like, oh yeah, all this shit is so fucking scary to me. Like yeah. being vulnerable, putting yourself out there. Also what took me so long is, um, what's that saying? 
analysis until paralysis. I think in yeah. Okay, so you said that a few times. You said yes, or you said no, perfection. I, you said perfectionist to analysis because I was paralysis. high with Aurora Brown and my friend Katie, who listens, text Katie. You know Katie. Yeah. And she was like, oh, I'm laughing so hard. You just said perfection. Anyway. You know what? I believed it. I was like, oh, I love that. I'm going to get tattooed on my arm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. It's like when you get the wrong, like, symbol and you think it means beauty and it's really like, I'm a dipshit. And yeah. You're like, great. You're um, like, perfection to paralysis. <laughs> like, obviously, you're not that much of a perfect. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, that's why I got it. It's ironic. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it took me so long, mostly because it meant so much to me that I wanted to like do it right. I'm putting air quotes. And then I ultimately realized like, it's never the right. My definition of right is like perfect because I also wanted to impress all of these people. I think mm. so highly of them. So it took so long because I thought like, okay, I have to know, I have to have the right. Did, you want, did like, you want to impress them like for like personal, because we talk, you talk a lot about your mm. ple- purple, purple, Pre-volt years. You talk a lot about your people-pleasing habits. And um, was it out of that or was it career-wise too? Both, I think. I wanted them, actually a huge thing is I wanted them to feel taken care of. And I thought if I wasn't, if I didn't have all my shit together, then like, how does a guest feel? If you don't have all your stuff together, if you, and like, it's just human things. I'm not like allowing myself to just make human mistakes and not like shit on myself for it. But a lot of it was, I wanted to impress, I wanted to make the guests feel comfortable, but I wanted to impress them like, oh, this is a great professional thing. And also I wanted, yeah, I think I wanted them to like me for sure. I didn't want to seem like a loser or dumb or... But a huge thing was like, I wanted to have my shit together. But the problem was I started realizing that bar of having my shit together is like way too high. Like right. it doesn't. Well, this leads yeah. me to the, my next question. Actually. Oh, shit. So well, uh, that means you're a good uh, interviewer. Thanks. You're welcome. Uh, that means you're a great guest. You almost said host, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, because that's how I see you. Um, okay. So, yes, talking about this, literally my next question was you did. So you're the research queen. Mm-hmm. Oh really? People. Well, people are like, "You did so much research," and I was like, right. "No, she's a stalker." <laughs> um, it's the same thing. Same thing. Yeah. Um, no, so you did your research, which is like mm-hmm. totally you, which I love. Um, yeah. That's what makes us so different uh, <laughs> and work well together. But you also made the conversation so natural. Like I didn't know mm-hmm. that you never met these people. Like you and I don't want to point people out because I don't mm. want people to feel left out but Aww, like yeah there was tons of people that I didn't know you didn't know or whatever the, like the connections were so far away mm. that, that the conversation just was flawlessly familiar mm. and quite beautiful um and I want to know how you balanced all this research mm. and then also uh, and also, like you mentioned, you don't want to ask questions that other interviewers ask. Mm-hmm. So how did you balance that with just genuinely what you wanted to know mm. and being vulnerable and talking from the heart? Oh, good question. <laughs> no, and I you. mean that. I know I'm being <laughs> such a dick. I'm being such a dick. But no, but genuinely, like, that's a great question. When I was interviewing people, and D is not peeing right now. He's pouring yeah, more that's <laughs> more champagne. Um, I also love that glass, that green glass you're drinking. Matches your eyes. So cute. 
Uh, yeah. Who am I? I binged the first season or the only season of Euphoria. And like, now I look like I'm on Molly and I don't even know what Molly is. Like I, it, I look a bit ridiculous. Anyway, whatever, we're going for it. First time I wore this eyeshadow. I was like, D would appreciate Gorgeous. this. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, it goes so well with your eyes on my body. <laughs> yeah. My <laughs> eyes are the same color. No, they're brown. Um, <laughs> with this orange. I, they do actually my eyeshadow. What would you call this color? Like a teal or like a turquoise? I'd say uh, sea breeze. <laughs> sea breeze. <laughs> sea breeze with like a terracotta. Yeah. <laughs> with the terracotta twist. Terracotta twist. A sea breeze stint with a terracotta twist. Honestly, terracotta I think is my favorite color. It's kind of terracotta. I know. We just called it terracotta. Oh, I love it so we're... much. <laughs> That's what we were saying. Yes, your shirt is terracotta. I also say kind of burnt orange, and I like burnt orange. Yes, I was going to say burnt orange, and then, like, I didn't know if you wouldn't like the burnt part. But I agree. (laughs) I love burnt orange. Like, that's, like, I maybe I should wear, like, if I wore that shirt with this eyeshadow or you wore this eyeshadow with that shirt, I think it would be good. I'm also wearing this, like, synthetic fake, like. I'm really into fake fur right now. (laughs) Are you? really into fake fur. I'm, like, really into fake fur. Okay, I'm so sorry. Yeah, how do you balance asking questions from the heart because that would be the Mm -hmm. hardest thing is like you Mm -hmm. listening and I know you so you're listening to all these podcasts being Mm -hmm. so attentive and you already I know you already have your questions for these Mm -hmm. people in your head fuck yeah I love how you see me I really I'm seeing how you see me and like it's very nice and I have to Anyway, this is like a side note. Now my feet are sweaty. I I and my hands. Uh, It's probably the synthetic fur. Um, I pre no I really appreciate that and that means a lot because. I think that is something like if someone said, what are like the top few compliments that you could get from this? If my guests feel taken care of and they feel like I put effort into their questions and I listened, like that is all I can ask for. That's what I want to do. So I think balancing it. Okay. Yeah. So doing research for this, I would see people ask like these guests interviews in other podcasts or on TV. And part of me just thought like, what a fuck you to that guest that you just asked them that question. And I'm not going to call any, anybody out or whatever. Like, I'm not, I'm, I'm not here it's, to judge. But it's it's but, almost not even so much like a research into what they've done, but like they put no, no thought. research into like what the person stands for. Or, yeah. Yeah. It would be, honestly, it would be like me interviewing like the star of the boys, like a show, the boys, and then being like, Oh, you were on the boys? Like, it's just minimal. Like, just read their IMDb, small things. So I really thought, like, these guests are coming on my podcast and giving so their who did you time. ask? who did you ask? They're like, oh, did you watch the behind the scenes documentary? <laughs> DJ, I watched, not only did I watch the animated series that she was, like, in the writer's room with, but I watched the documentary behind making the series. And she's like, oh, there's a documentary? You're like, did you know how to make it? <laughs> yeah 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 and they were like maybe I should watch it and I was like well you were there like you probably don't have to watch the documentary um okay so how did I balance clearly I'm like fucking tangent queen over here okay I think what the first thing I did was I only brought people like they had to meet those two requirements there were so many people that I think are so fucking talented and amazing who I e- I easily could have brought on an ass but I had to admire them and I had to be intimidated by them. I had to, had to like, just to stick, just to keep the integrity of the podcast. So the first thing I thought of was like, 
well, why, why do I admire them and why am I intimidated by them? And what have I been holding back asking them about or talking to them about? And so that's sort of how I formed like the topics I wanted. And that's like, I, I kept that being my compass the whole time. And then also I started thinking about what is the context for the viewer and the listener as well? Like if I've been admiring this person for eight years, like I'm going to have context in my brain, even if I've never met them from their right. Instagram that like viewers need. So some so questions, catch them up. I have to catch them up a little bit. And sometimes I just didn't want guests to have to do that forever. Like constantly saying, oh yeah, I wrote this show. It's about this. Like give me the elevator pitch. So sometimes I try to do that for them. The way I balanced it was, and you know me like, well, like straight up Monica Geller energy. Mm -hmm. I had my notes. Um, I wrote out my questions very much in like topics. So it might be like their relationship. And then I, and I have all my questions and then like, now I want to ask them about, um, their starting their career and then the questions. So I had them in topics so that I knew and above them each, I had allotted a certain amount of time for each topic based on sort of what I was feeling. So as we're talking, I'm sort of checking in as well. And sometimes I'm like, we don't need to ask that. Or they've already sort of answered it in a different way. Let's move on. Because I also want to be present and just allow for the conversation to go where it goes. But what I found, which was so weird, I love witches. I've talked about this a million times, psychics, all those things you reading my tea leaves, like love everything, um, is that often the conversation, they would answer my questions before I asked them. And at first I was like, how the fuck is this happening? And then I realized, oh, because that's, if you put these two people together and if these questions are genuinely coming from like my heart and like what I am fiercely curious about, then of course that's where the conversation is going to go naturally. Um, but I'm always fucking nervous. I literally pee like two minutes before every single recording. I am, I go, I spend hours listening and reading and researching. And then I spend hours typing up my notes and then I rearrange them. And then I go through them all and see, is this a natural flow? This is sticking out. This is stupid. Have they been asked this before? And I pick it out. And then it's like improv though. I know this is a long answer, but like then really what it is, is I've gone over my notes so many fucking hours that then you just have to yeah. go and you just trust yourself and you remember a lot of yeah. That stuff. Yeah. It's like anytime we do a set or mm-hmm. you do host a live show, but yeah, we, there was never a point where I was like, does she have notes in front of her? Oh, that's At amazing. All. Um, also you would hate my notes. Dustin and I have such different like work styles and it does, it makes us, it makes it such a good partnership to work with, but we have such different work styles. Like yeah, mine would annoy you and yours would annoy me. I'm just going to go over a few things right now. Okay. I love it. So (laughs) at first I was like, I'm going to bold this because this is what I need to read bit by bit. I love it. like the intro. Yes. But then everything was bold. Right, 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 right. No, no, no. No, no. Can I give you a tip? This is what I would do. Yeah, everything just fucking bolded. And then it's and then it's aggressive. Like then it's aggressive. No, this is what I would do. I color coats. So I have red for my times. I have purple for questions that like I'm wondering, but could if I'm like, oh my god, they're not giving long answers because these people, a lot of these people, I don't know at all. They could give mm-hmm. me one word answers. Or they could talk for an hour. I no don't one know. did that though. No, everyone was so wonderful. They really were. But I had like. Purple text for stuff that like you can throw aside. You underline titles. I never want to get anybody's like, <laughs> like if somebody had a movie or a book or something, oh, underline yeah. that shit, right? So I would underline it. Um, I also, oh, my questions were bolded. My thoughts were not. So like I had a thought 
And then you just bold the question. So you're like, oh, okay. And any words that you really feel are important, but you're like, I don't know if I'm going to remember this word in the moment when I'm drinking or getting high, which was, I was very nervous about. Uh, I would like caps that or I would do something like that too. (laughs) Yeah. We should like put up a photo of like your notes and my notes and just, and no, no, but you're shaking your head like that. Neither one are wrong. They're just different. You know my spelling. You know I'm self conscious about spelling. Oh, the spelling. spelling. Yeah, but babe, that's fine. You just do spell check. Who cares about spelling? Like right now I have, and I would get O's angry at you. (laughs) Is that so? Maybe. Like, but it's like, did you yeah. just just read it over and fix it? Yeah, yeah. I'm yelling at you at the notes that you're doing for me. <laughs> Even though my notes are shit, you're totally following them so perfectly. Oh, I love uh, that. Thank you. Well, you also know me so well. So like, you probably know where my it tangents was, are going to go. It was hard to be like, because you also answer a lot of stuff in your interviews. Ah. So it was oh, hard. Wait, what do you mean? What do you mean? In your, like when you're talking to people, you share a lot of yourself. We'll talk oh. about that later. But like, okay, there was okay. a part of it, it's like, how do I find out what she hasn't said? And what I don't <gasps> like, what I don't, what I do know about her, because I know most things about you. Yeah. So it was, it was interesting to kind of balance that. Okay. Not okay. Okay. So oh. for any season of a podcast, 30 episodes is long. <laughs> especially in the amount of time that you did it so it's not like you did 2016 and you started recording them over no to be clear you started recording pre-covid yes i started recording february of this year yeah so yeah like bonkers like bonkers yeah i don't know why i did this and so people only get to see the finished product Mm, yeah like us side by side and the music and blah blah blah. that's how it goes um did you have moments where you mm-hmm. got to sit down and just enjoy the process? Okay, first, mm-hmm. tangent, yeah. kind of, your listening face is gorgeous. Oh my God, now I'm so nervous. What is my listening? I sh- just, I've never seen if, it. If, I should if look. You're just, if you just listen to this podcast, please watch the, at least a little bit of the video because when Amanda's really listening to the person, it is the most just warm, beautiful. Your eyes get a bit sleepy, but that's okay. <laughs> But is that the one where I'm high? Because that's probably <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, never mind. You're just high. No, just anyone. You're just like so focused, and they're such a. You're doing it right now, kind of. Oh, are my are my eyes sleepy? It's just my eyeshadow. It's just yes, I, yeah. You're just doing this. Um, my sea thing. breeze. My sea breeze. My sleepy sea breeze eye. Sleepy sea <laughs> But it's so beautiful. I just Aww. want to say. I didn't even but, think of that. I'm so glad. Imagine it. Imagine I looked like I was like. Ugh. Like, imagine I just looked so over it. Yeah. Or I looked like a, you look like a psychopath. Like, imagine I looked like that too. Well, I guess I'm glad that it reads because that was one thing. Okay. I have to say this too. That was one thing that when I was in the moment, actually getting to speak with guests, I thought like, I cannot let my fear of being good enough or my Mm -hmm. insecurities or my fear that like, oh fuck, I'm going to lose where I am in my notes. I was like, fuck that. This is so important to be in the moment and talk to these people. If you are not actually like listening and not only listening, but like engaging and experiencing this conversation as one of the people who's fucking in the conversation, then don't have a podcast. And there's no point to doing this whole thing. And sometimes I had this crystal that's supposed to be live in the moment. And sometimes I had that with me as well. That would help. Oh, I thought you were going to get your crystal and you just reach for your drink and just, yeah, just took a sip. So I was, I'm so glad that came across because I was really actively listening. And that was so important, not only as like a host, but like this podcast is supposed to be for me. Ultimately, this was like, anyway. Okay. So that came off Mm -hmm. wonderfully, but there was just so much wisdom that these 
beautiful guest gave out. Did you get time to process it? So you also re-listened to the podcast many times. So was it kind of like, did it numb you? Did you get a second to sit in it? Again, like, it- good question, D. And I'm not just saying this. Sorry, I just cut you off, too. That was- no, I just said thank you. Oh, you did? You're welcome. Um, okay, so, yes. And I also should say, when you're like, you also have to listen to them back. And I went, ugh, I meant, I have to listen to the audio and the video. I have to listen to myself. Also, you listen to yourself say negative stuff about yourself. You listen to yourself talk about an insecurity. And sometimes you don't even realize the same insecurity comes up in five mm. episodes. And you're like... Amanda, enough. Get over it. Yes. You're like therapist. <laughs> yeah. You're yeah. like, okay, how long are we going to keep telling ourselves this story? Like, okay, the, the, the story's done. Anyway. Okay. So I started recording before COVID. Obviously then lockdown, shutdown happened as it, as was necessary. Oh my God, Amanda, you're just hitting my questions. Am I? Oh my God. Cause I'm a fucking witch. Yeah. Oh yeah. We talked about snapping. We're just going to okay. snap for the audience. Cause I know how bad you wanted to snap right? This whole season. Okay. Um, okay. So, okay. Enjoying the process in the beginning. So I had a couple banked and of course me being terrified, I think I banked like, I want to say six and that might be wrong, uh, before COVID because mm-hmm. I had, so Amelia, Connie, Izzy, Lisa, Kara, Emma, Susan, Connie, Roche. I had nine. I lost one, had to interview Izzy or Isabel, sorry, a second time, Yes. but I had nine banked before. Okay. So January and February, I recorded nine episodes. That's ridiculous when I think about that. Okay. So I recorded nine episodes. Then I went into recording, uh, virtually like over, Mm -hmm. over the internet. And here's one thing that I realized. So I stopped batching episodes like that. So for viewers and listeners, some people will record every week and then edit and post. Some people will record like 10 and then you're ahead of the game because the one you're editing isn't due this Wednesday. It's due, what am I in? Yeah, they'll, they'll, they'll do a season. Like a month. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So in the beginning, I was banking because I was terrified. I was batching out of fear. But then what I did is I recorded four episodes. So Natalie, Martha, Erica, and MK. Mm-hmm. I recorded, I recorded, I recorded those four in uh, a two week time span and they weren't going to air for another month. And here's what I found probably because it was during COVID lots of this was like the beginning of lockdown. Lots of things were changing. Also, I was finally doing this project that I've been wanting to do for four years. That was so emotionally loaded because I didn't feel good enough and I didn't feel worth any of these people's time. And now they're actually giving it to me and I'm connecting and I'm uh, forcing myself to open up all these things that when I was editing those episodes, like a month later, I didn't feel those things anymore. So that was a moment where I thought, Ooh, if this is actually going to work for me, like if this is going to be a real process for me, I have to be recording them a little bit more in real time because I'm asked, I don't, I want to be asking questions that I'm actually worried about right now. Yeah. So that was something where I like noticed, Ooh, I'm not having time to so you listen to, did you listen to things and you're like, oh, that's solved or like this yeah. is inside you were. Yeah. A little bit where I was like, you know, I would be editing like Erica's episode. And at the time of recording it, I felt all the things I was asking. I was right there. And then in editing it, I was like, oh, wow, I recorded this like three weeks ago. And I'm asking her about something that I'm really insecure about. I'm not insecure about that anymore. And it's probably because the world is, it feels like it's ending, but also because yeah. I'm all of this, I'm getting to soak up all this wisdom and all this kindness yes. and generosity from all these people that I admire. Like that's true 
like that's shoving love right at you and that yeah. fucking stuff will like heal a lot of things and yeah. um, you can tell you can yeah. tell not there wasn't a big shift mm. in how how you conducted yourself or the tone of the mm. videos at all but personally i think there's only people that know you very i'd be interested mm. to see what your mom thought of it yeah she listened to every single episode um, let's get her on. No, get her on uh, here. <laughs> I'd be interested in what she thinks, and for the people that know you so well, mm. that kind of shift in you. Yeah. And also the things that you hung on to all the way to Ashley's. Oh God, I'm like, I haven't even thought of that, and I'm scared because I should say also like, so the final episode was released like two days ago. So, so yeah. like, it's so fresh. I mean, ideally, like maybe I would have done it. In my head, I was like, let's get them all done a month before. And then I have time to just like sit with it. That but for happen. this, it's not, doesn't make sense. It's because it's about your journey. As much as it's about these people, which it beautifully was, it was about, it, this is really about your journey as a human and getting to, for as a, me anyways, as a viewer, getting to watch you see the world and see see the expression of success and insecurity and art through other people's eyes. I think um, that's just because we're friends and you love me. <laughs> people are like, I just watched this girl because of her hair. I don't give a <laughs> shit. Because <laughs> of her weird eyeshadow. Yeah. I mean, but you're right. You're right in that like it was important that the way that the that the questions would be steered was where would be where I'm at in that time. Yep. And so if I do it all in one month, like where's the growth? And also it's sort of robbing me of the experience because like you know, I don't need to have seven therapy sessions in one day. Let's have mm -hmm. one a week for seven yeah. weeks. Like that's how you grow and you change. If I have this one episode, well, it's not really fair to that guest who just gave me all of this like beautiful stories of their experience and their thoughts, like for that to sink in, they deserve for me to wait and allow and just that. For, yeah. Happen. You do. Yeah. Present being present in that. Yeah. You know, yeah. Like you know, when I enjoyed it was every single episode I had at least one moment and some, I just had like fucking, it's like when you have multiple orgasms, I had, well, yeah, that's wrong, but I, I get it. Yeah, never wrong. had it. Okay. Ne <laughs> <laughs> I've never happened yet, but I think this is what it feels like. Yeah. Um, every episode I had at least one moment where I was speaking with them or they were speaking and I just had this like visceral gut feeling of like, oh my God, I'm so fucking grateful. I'm so lucky to do this. I'm so glad I finally did this. I'm so glad they're my guest. And I think really the recordings were when I got to be in the moment and enjoy it. And I know that sounds silly because you're like, my notes and oh my God, these people terrify me. But at the end of the day, I had to remind myself, it's not live. It's fucking recorded yeah. and then it's going to yeah. be edited. So if I crumble and fall apart, I'll edit it out. Yeah. It can <laughs> like, be a 50, yeah. Yeah. You can easily go from an hour and a half of miserable interview to a yeah. 50 minute, really amazing. Golden interview. little thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, totally. Like, exactly. Exactly. So, we talked a little bit of COVID. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, God. So COVID happened. COVID has... Hey, everybody. Just so it's you know. It's going on right now. It, it's happening. It's happening. So you did it like literally right... You started right before COVID yeah. hit. Yeah. Um, but we didn't know at the time. You don't know no. what's going to happen. Even when it hit, you don't know the seriousness of it. And mm -hmm. we, but as soon as it hit you, how it's going to affect your podcast, how it's going to affect Liquid Courage... Yeah. What were your thoughts on that? Because mm -hmm. it is a platform that does allow in these times to work. Oh my God. Yeah. I feel like there's probably more podcasts coming out now than ever. Um, I did feel stupid that I had just gotten uh, two mics and two headphones. Uh, <laughs> don't, don't need that. I still have uh, them in the box. Basically. Where do you buy them? 
Uh, yep. Oh, good for you. Bought this. Actually, a uh, little tidbit, this spit screen is yours that you... <laughs> I literally was like, Eddie, where's my spit screen? And he's like, I don't know. You loaned it to me so long You were ago. looking for it today. I'm so sorry. That's I good. need to give it back to you. I was like, Am- I was like Amanda has one. <laughs> you know what? And like Rompton, my partner, Rompton bought like bought me one as well. And the reason I use this is because it's black and I thought it was less distracting. That one's silver. Anyway, I do need to give this back to you, but I was like, oh, I'm recording. I should have just, yeah. Anyway, COVID. Yes. So the first part was like, I didn't plan on 30 in the very beginning. And then I was in the shower in like December, 2019, maybe January, 2020. And I, and this never happens. This is like in movies. It just hit me. I was like, I'm turning 30. I should talk to 30 women. And I told my mom and my mom was like, that's a lot of people. <laughs> yeah. Too bad you weren't turning 15. Yeah, yeah, I know. But it felt right. And I, I often, I'm sure I've talked about this on the podcast because it's a narrative that I tell myself all the time. It's an old one, an old nursery fucking rhyme um, that I don't have a gut instinct, that I just feel mm. like I don't. But I'm getting one way more through therapy. And when they happen, I fucking listen because that's the way that you make them stronger, even if they are a little ridiculous or they might kill you. So in the shower, I get a gut instinct. It's like talked and I wanted you to slip, talk to- You you crack your head, you're dead. And the gut instinct killed me. And now I'm yeah. back, I am a ghost. <laughs> and that's why I have this cheap synthetic, like sheepskin thing that is literally making me sweat so hard right now. Um, okay, so it's like December or January. My birthday is in April. I'm turning 30. I'm like, let's talk to, thir- let's record 30 episodes before April. That was my plan was to record them all before. And then I've learned for when I'm 30. I very quickly learned uh, people's schedules are hard, especially yeah. artists. They're all over the place. And most of the time they're not our own. Like you, we could book this. And then you, in pre-COVID I think times, if COVID, if you know, COVID happened in January 1st, you would have been able to do it. Maybe. You think so? But you know yeah. what else? Here's the thing. COVID hits and like now Zoom and all these things are so normal, are so not normal. They're so common. But when COVID hit, I I had nine episodes recorded and I was talking to my partner because my partner came to quarantine with me for the for the full lockdown. Mm-hmm. And there were a uh, many nights where and days where I just cried. And I was just like, I'm not, I just this is stupid. I'm not going to do this. Like, cause I had people coming to my place and I was providing the alcohol. That was a huge thing. I'm like, if it's yep. over the internet, now I'm asking people to provide their own alcohol. That's bullshit. What am I doing? I'm asking, I'm sending people, how much do I send them? Am I being cheap? Like all these questions. So I really decided like, you know what? I should just wait. I just shouldn't do it. And then I talked to David Guthrie who, uh, we talked about back in call earlier. He's a friend of mine. I, created a show with him as well with Emma Carter, who's one of the guests. And um, he sort of, I mean, basically it was just like, just still do it. And I really thought like, there is all, I will always, I'm very good at finding reasons not to do something. So let's just still do it. (laughs) So then just deciding to do it. And for a few of them, I didn't record video and I didn't even have video. And that was a huge mistake. I don't know why I did that. Like, why would you talk to people without what episode i think 14 was when i started doing videos and before then because originally i wanted to record them in person like when i before covid but i just was like how is how do i do that setup isn't it funny how it's like now it's like honestly it's just like that yeah well because coming from like acting and creating like 
TV stuff. Like that's what I, that's what I would have loved to do. I would love for this to be, cause I love like Hollywood reporter round tables. Like that's what I love just sitting down yes. and just asking people and connecting and being like, okay, you do all this shit. Let's talk to you as human to human. Like what scares you? How do you get past that? What? Okay. But I'm really struggling. How the fuck did you do that? How did you feel when this happened? How did you not get knocked down by this? Like, so I wanted to record it and you're right. It is sort of funny. Like, again, I need to so acknowledge my privilege in saying this, that like sometimes it feels like certain things work out like the universe yeah. is like i mean universe my, yeah, you my you privilege doing, works out <laughs> you weren't doing a, like a live immersive dance project <laughs> right oh bless those lo- yeah that would be hard i'm sure yeah, they found like, a way yeah oh yeah but yeah but, it, i mean it worked it worked and like so and to be totally honest the learning curve on this because i because i did all of it and again of course what i do is i'm like we're gonna do this we're gonna do everything a million percent and i get so i i set myself up like i put way too much on my plate so i mean some of these episodes in the beginning were taking easy like eight hours to edit and so i'm editing for eight hours then i'm making promotional material and my goals like post once a day i'm making all that so I mean, I said my partner quarantined with me. He basically played Witcher on Nintendo Switch and I worked I nine to five. Did. That's I awesome. saw his little <laughs> You saw him online every time. <laughs> yeah. And we would see you and Ed, your partner as well, like log on. And every time we'd be like, hey, Eddie, or whatever. Um, <laughs> and then we never were like, hi, Susan, like any of the friends on. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah, in the beginning, I mean, that was the other thing about it is if COVID didn't happen, I don't know if I would have been able to do it in the way that I did because I have spent on just editing easily a hundred hours, like easily. That's a little ridiculous. Wild. Why am I doing this for free? Like, but all, but it's a, but it's a passion thing. You Did just it get, do it. Just a quick, like technical thing. Did it get yeah. faster? hundred okay. percent. I found so, so many, like I'd find a trick or like not a trick. I'm saying it's a trick cause I didn't know, but literally I'd find a feature that everybody probably uses. <laughs> yeah. And I'm Trim. like, a tr- <laughs> I found a control T cut. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I found control T. Oh, and it like changed my life. And I mean the yeah, and and um and since starting it, I've had like a few uh people reach out and say, I want to start a podcast. Like, can I get your advice? Or like friends saying, Hey, my friend wants to start a podcast. And now I'm just like, oh my God, everything I've learned here because it took now I can edit something so much quicker. Um, and just finding ways that work for yourself, like finding yeah. things, a huge thing, Monica Geller of me is I, on. Uh, I have a huge Excel spreadsheet for like everything. Obviously I should show you it's a color coded cat, like producing calendar. It's a budget. It's a, I mean, I have all of it templates. So like, but you have to, so that you can keep as much of the fun and joy of it. This is what happens before you can afford to bring on a producer and an editor. You just edit it yourself and you, you know, and you figure out ways to, yeah. so it did, it got easier. Um, a hundred percent. Like now it takes me, it, I don't take eight hours to edit an episode anymore. In the spirit of this very special episode, I'd like to thank some people who made this first season possible. First, I'd like to thank every guest that was featured on these first 30 episodes. Thank you for being so generous with your time and with your words. To everyone who listened to the podcast, whether you've listened to every single episode, hi mom, hi Katie, or you've listened to just one episode, thank you. To everyone who reached out to congratulate me or to share that you were enjoying the podcast, or to those of you who expressed interest in being on the podcast, 
Thank you so much. To everyone who gave me advice and assistance, technical or otherwise, Christy Lapointe, David Guthrie, The Sonar Network, Matthew Ardell, Tracy Hamilton, Ashley Como, Chris Pereira, my mom again, Stephanie Rice, Amelia Rose Rittaller, Lauren Naderi, and so many more. Thank you. To my partner, Rompton, for his endless encouragement and for being so damn cute. Thank you. And of course, to Dustin George, who's responsible for making this bonus episode possible. And I'm sure I'm missing people. So just in case, thank you again to everyone. All right, back to the episode. How much booze do you have in your house now? Oh my God, see, that's such a good question. So much alcohol. And I'm not a big drinker. Like, honestly, look, I already feel like I'm getting a little bit just from that tiny little bottle. Also, I've only, actually, I was thinking, it's like, what's your, what what does it matter to drink? Oh, like what would be my liquid courage? Yeah, because I know we drink beer, but I don't know, because it's just easy. This is the thing. I'm also really cheap. So if we go out, I'm like, what's the cheapest thing that is, that still tastes good? Yeah. But if, if like everything was the same price, what do you think I would get? I don't know. Cause like, I'll go over to your house and you'll yeah. have one of everything in your fridge. <laughs> That's been my you, people pleaser because I want yeah. to be able to offer it. Yeah. And I usually just drink your, your beer. You, um, do. you don't seem like, oh, you're, you're this person that drinks. Which is kind of funny. Maybe that's a metaphor. I don't know what it is. Mm. So my uh, my like drink of choice is like a really dirty vodka martini. That's like yeah, my favorite. When, when I saw you in all of those, like that's so strange. <laughs> oh, with Knox when she wanted yes. straight vodka and I had the olives. Yeah. Also, also the timing that I recorded a lot of them, like I hadn't eaten dinner and that wasn't smart. So yes. I also had olives as like a snack. Okay. I have so much alcohol, D. I should send you a picture. Here's the thing too. Um, but right before, or when we were going to go into lockdown, I had like LCBO gift cards and I hoard because I'm like, what if I need them? Like, I'm always like worried. And you did. And I did need them. So I loaded like my little, you know, my little um, trolley cart. I think yeah. we bought it together in Chinatown. Yeah. It's still yeah. going by the way. I bought that in 2016. Yeah. I love that cart. She's still going. So I just loaded her up with alcohol. I was joking to Romton the other day, like my, you can't see, but behind here, my bar cart, I am stocked. You know the vegetable drawer in your fridge? Yeah. Full of alcohol. Like I can't even pull it out. I bought this at like the beginning of COVID. Okay. So originally the podcast was whiskey with women or women whiskey, something to do with whiskey because I love alliteration. So I was like women whiskey and uh, with the whiskey, a big thing was I was like, I don't want the fact that somebody doesn't drink or that they're sober to be a reason that they're not a guest. That's stupid. So Yeah. 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 Okay. That was beautiful too. How you let people drink tea. That was great. Yeah. It's like, what's your favorite beverage? I don't give a shit. You don't have to drink alcohol to be in this club. I don't care. Also caffeine sometimes gives me courage for sure. Oh my God. Drinking black coffee with Shehang would make (sighs) me feel just as jittery as drinking vodka with Knox. Like, yeah, a hundred percent. Did you get drunk? I got quite tipsy in a couple episodes Mm. for sure. Okay. So there's a couple that I think I got the most. So Knox was one (laughs) For sure. I mean, bless Knox is a fucking rock star. Oh my so God. wonderful. And like, that's an example of somebody where not only did we not know each other, but genuinely like we'd never met. I don't even know if we have friends in common. No, we, we, I was with you at that. Yes. At the, the panel where we and saw I was like, her. How did, at first, like this, this woman's familiar. Yes. And then I was like, how did Amanda get in touch? And so that episode, I think I got quite tipsy because 
we had some internet issues. So we actually got cut off maybe four times. And every time we got cut off, she had to charge her phone. So it was a good like 20 minutes or like 15 minutes in between. And we would email being like, okay, no problem. Like sign on, whatever. And me, I'm sitting here eating olives, drinking <laughs> vodka while I'm waiting because I'm also like sweating because I'm nervous. So I'm re quote unquote rehydrating. Like, yeah, idiot. Quote unquote. Why am I keep saying that? That's not a thing. Air quotes. Okay. The other one was Alice Moran. We drank scotch for five hours. So we got quite tipsy. My drink sort of matches your outfit. Okay. Let's talk about this. Okay. Great, 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 yeah. great. Okay, great. So one thing I loved about your podcast. Oh, I love drink, you. Is that <laughs> even though it was first centered, your original idea was with women, it was so beautifully diverse and that was across gender and sexuality and race, places and career. Like it was so diverse and not in a way where it's like, I need to make sure. And you talked about this, like casting and mm. you know, diverse casting. It was never in a way that that was seeming like I need to hit this quota. And knowing you, I know that wasn't the case at all, but never even read that way. Cause it was just, you could see the through line of what, these people meant to you. Aww. And I think it was such a beautiful example of what we need in this time and age of sharing those stories and experiences of people and being a good ally. So I just commend you for that and take a drink. <laughs> Holy shit. I don't even know how to. You don't have I to. Even, I don't even know how to think. That, well, that is. Um... I do want to say that um, I just so appreciate you saying that because that is something that's very important. And I think uh, two things. One, I actually, um, now that it's finished and I reviewing it, like looking over, I do feel my cast is too white. A hundred percent. I feel that way. Or I feel that I could have done a better, a better job of representing, I was going to say... <laughs> day-to-day -day life outside, but I don't have that right now. So just like people- just Talking to no one. I know, cause I'm like, I literally live in my apartment every day, I don't leave. Um, okay, but I do feel like I could have done a better job. And with that said, there's also nobody I would remove from, mm -hmm. I wouldn't be like, take you out. I fucking, everybody is like a gem. I really believe that. And that, that was part of that was when I was booking people, I was very specific and I had my list of people and it's, it's obviously evolved over the years, but this wasn't something where I was, I was thinking of people necessarily as I On went. Fly, like, yeah. I, yeah, I had these people. It was so important. I had way more than 30 because you know, people might be able to, might have to say no or not be able to come on or whatever. Another thing I want to say is this started out in 2016 as I want to speak with women because I wanted, because that's yeah. what resonated with me. And that was when I was thinking of how are you doing this? The paths that I most valued in like seeking direction and guidance from were those paths of women, because that's the path that I felt I was following yes. as a woman. Right. And, yeah. And to be fair, from what I heard, yeah. a lot of it was through a uh, lens of, of being a woman or perceived as a, wo as yes. a woman. Yes. yes. But I did definitely, you know, like a hundred percent then, you know, you sort of get this idea and you work on this for so long and some things get solidified and you don't know why and you don't re-examine them. And a hundred percent this year when I was like booking people and I was thinking, 
well, wait, am I not going to have someone who doesn't identify as a female just because of that? The same, I'm not going to have someone who doesn't drink alcohol just because they don't drink alcohol. Like I admire them. I'm intimidated by them. And I sort of felt somewhat restricted by this like thing that I set up for myself. Um, and definitely like, so, and I, I have had somebody on who, who didn't identify as a, as a woman. And I was like, well, that's not going to fucking hold me back from fucking no. you. Yeah. You, I want you on, you want to be on great. And I'm a hundred percent, like, I'm not going to, in the intro and stuff, I'm not going to refer to you as a woman. That's not how you want to be referred to. And that's not what's true for you. So I'm not going to do that. I'm going to, you know, change the intro, whatever. So yeah. I really, really, I so appreciate you saying that and I take that and I think I could do better too like I think both yeah I think we all can and and like for a person a queer person like I thank you I think you were so yeah beautiful anyways thanks um, I love you thank you that was so nice that's really so you were hit with like for me I was hit with a lot of wisdom bombs just like right episode after episode after like how did you, how did you one deal with that mm. getting, especially in episodes where you did like four in a day, I know you never did four in a day, but right. like four, like in close proximity of each mm-hmm. other filming. Um, and then also were there through lines of things that kept coming up over and over. And then there, were there also things, such a big question mm. of, you're this like, is my oh, kind of question. This is what uh, I ask people too. So it's perfect. I'm like, all right, great. Okay. Sorry, let me, let me do it in the matter way. My hands are sweating. <laughs> <laughs> no, my way is I learned I fucking preface the question before I even ask the question. So I'm, anyway, yeah. So You're people gonna, don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> no, yeah, this, I'm going to do a man impression. Yeah, yeah. So this, ca- this question is going to cause you trauma. <laughs> and we're going to go back in time. <laughs> Or maybe it won't. You know what? Maybe it won't cause you trauma. Maybe it won't cause trauma. Sometimes, yeah. But you know what? Then when I was younger and then they're like, I think Ashley really calmly, really, or really kindly, uh, I only noticed it in the edit was like, oh, I don't know what you're going to say. Because I was prefacing this fucking caption she wrote and I I, like just get to Oh, yes. Yes. And I was like, oh, it's a wonderful thing, but they don't know it's positive. But the the ride is great. Anyways, never, don't worry about it. The ride (laughs) is beautiful. Ride is beautiful. Okay. Um, (laughs) I'm a roller coaster. You're you're a beautiful roller coaster of your face like this. (laughs) Oh, Um, sleepy sea breeze. Sleepy sea breeze. Uh, (laughs) That's my, that's going to be my stripper name. Sleepy sea breeze. (laughs) That's a roller coaster name. Yeah. and, And you get spritz when it's hot. totally and you don't really go up and down like it's just sort of a lazy river (laughs) like because come on i don't have the energy to go up a hill and then rush down that's too emotionally okay i'm so sorry did you find that there's more through lines or did you Mm. find that there's more differentiating Mm, like conflicting advice almost right (laughs) you're so welcome no that's so good that's so good d i so appreciate like you can see how much thought you put into this and honestly i I could just listen to an episode Do you see also I got in the habit of when I know a big cackle is going to come, lean the fuck away from my mic. Okay. Um, yes. Wisdom bomb, right? Like every episode I wanted to like pull like a little video quote or an and or audio quote and or written quote. And most of them I did all three. You and did. honestly, and I, <laughs> I did, and I did not have trouble uh, not duplicating for those three. Like I found three wisdom bombs at least in every, and a lot of them, a lot of them, I have like extra video little clips where I'm like, I could do, yeah. Wisdom bomb after wisdom bomb. Right. It is. And it, you know what? I'm so comfortable bragging about this because it has nothing to do with me because every guest came on 
and just shared something that completely like shifted my perspective. At Season least- two, you're going to have a guest that you're like, I got nothing from you. <laughs> <laughs> This is going to sound so cheesy, but I really mean it. Is that if you really sit down with anybody and, and I really, really mean this. Maybe like 95% of the people, because some people are just fucking evil trolls. But if you like really sit down with anybody and you give and you show them like respect and, and communicate that you value them as a person and you would love, like you value what they're going to say, no matter what it is. I really think everybody has like these like truth bombs because everybody sees things just a little bit differently than yeah. you do. And so if you really just sit down and it's also, if you're vulnerable, if you're like, okay, D you're doing this so well, I want to do this. How are you doing this? Cause I can't get there. If you really listen somewhere, something's going to click and you're going to be like, Oh, even if it's not exactly what you need to do. So yes. Okay. Truth bombs. That was another thing of like, let's not batch all of these. Let's not record like five a week because I want to let these truth bombs land. Editing, me being the editor really helped because when I did record like four in two yeah. weeks, I could put them, as, I could be like, I would walk out of my room after recording and my partner would be on the couch and I'd be like, that was fucking amazing. I did that with Martha, MK, Natalie, and Erica because I recorded all of them in my closet because we didn't do video. And like they were in their houses and I was in my closet. And I walked out of, I walked into every single one telling my partner like, Oh my God, I'm so nervous. I'm going to die. I think I need to pee. Don't go pee. Cause if you flush the toilet, you hear it from my closet. Okay. I'm so scared. Bye. I love you. And then came out of them. Like that was the best conversation of my fucking life. So part of it was compartmentalizing and talking to, you know, Natalie and then putting that aside and knowing that I get to come back to it when I edit it. And when you edit something for like seven hours, you get to absorb it. But did you find that there was like moments where you're like, oh, this person said this about following your one passion. This person said, go for everything. Mm -hmm. It's funny how I have such an insecurity about not being like not doing one thing professionally. And I'm trying to think like, I don't know if any of my guests do one thing professionally. I honestly don't think any of them have done just one thing. And I'm not saying just because it's well, not a I, th- I thought that too. I was, th- I was thinking about that today, actually. Yeah. It's, and it's so interesting because here I am being like, I want to be good enough at one thing that I don't have to do all the other things. And then who am I gravitating towards? Because I thought like, you know, if you're like, how are you doing this thing? If I really wanted to just be an actor, why wasn't I gravitated towards yeah. people who were actors only? I don't know. But you know what it was? I don't think it's because I don't like other things. I just wish that, I just want people to think I'm good enough. That's what I learned Mm. from it. It's just, I want to be in such demand for acting that I don't have time to produce. But that's just because I want people to think I'm so good at it. But through lines, okay, 100%. And here's the thing. A lot of the through lines, again, are coming from me because like, what questions am I asking? What, so I went, why am I gravitated towards this person? Why do I want to talk to them? That was a huge thing. Why do I want to? And the topics that kept coming up, imposter syndrome, 100%, lack of confidence in yourself, doubting yourself, taking risks, like those were, it a lot of the time came down to that. Hiding or just being, like just existing. How do you just exist as yourself and not question that it's wrong every facet and every fucking second of the day? Yeah. Um, for a lot of people. And you know what really changed like maybe halfway through, I'm just throwing out halfway. I found myself constantly asking people, but if you're so scared, how do you do that? Weren't you afraid? And I realized that was a moment of click, like cumulatively. 
there's no recipe or there's no like concoction to figure out how to not be afraid of something. You just fucking do. Everyone's scared and you just do it anyway. So one of the funny questions I was going to ask you that I, mm. I passed on my sheet because you, <laughs> because it, it wasn't relevant. So I was mm. going to ask you in, in especially times that we're in, because mm-hmm. I'm such a half finisher. So I have half shirts mm. finished. I have half scripts finished. You I haven't have... finished the dress you said you'd make me. <laughs> yeah. So many things. <laughs> so many things. Um, how do you, how did you finish this mm. and, and focus on it? And, but no, but really you answered it already about, you just did it. You made the choice. You said you, you told Rompton, you're like, Rompton, you didn't say it. Rompton told me just keep going. You just said, like, I just need to go keep doing it. Mm-hmm. Thank you. And yeah, I'm also a starter, not a finisher. Mm-hmm. Um, Ironically, we have a feature film script that we need to finish. That's my backpack uh, right now. But yeah, that's if anyone, wants to, bump into, if anyone wants to bump into me at Shoppers, <laughs> he tomorrow. has a script ready. <laughs> um, I I am totally the same way, and I really think part of it was okay. So Rompton and I went to this like Tony Robbins conference. <laughs> it wasn't Tony Robbins fully. It was like everybody. And it was a different guy who talked, and this was before COVID. Like a conference now, that's a nightmare. That's something they do in like Texas. And sorry, Texas, but that's happening. Yeah. Um, um, so one of the speakers, and I'm sorry that I can't remember what his name was, uh, but he basically said like, if, a, if you asked a friend to do something and they said that they would do it by tomorrow and then they didn't, and then they said they would do it by the next day and they didn't, they kept doing it. Their word would mean less to you. And then if they said, oh yeah, no problem. I'll get it done by next week. You wouldn't believe them. If you do that to yourself, you lose integrity for yourself. If I tell oh my myself, God. I'm going to do this podcast. <laughs> I know, right? You're gonna like cry. But like that thing- man, that man whose name was Amanda Herrera. <laughs> oh, you said my last name right. That was so good. Um, but that that really hit home because I thought, oh yeah, like I've lost integrity for myself. Like I say, oh my God, that'll be so fun to to write that script. But somewhere deep, deep down, a little part of me is like, yeah, but you're not gonna do that. Mm. And it's not be it's not a bully part of me, it's a part that doesn't want to be disappointed anymore by my, right? It's my creativity who doesn't want to be let down anymore. And so a part of it was, I said I would do this. I started it and I'm doing it. So I deserve for me to finish it. I told myself I would do 30 episodes. We're going to do 30 episodes. And then you balance that with the self-care of like, okay, I've said I'm going to post every single day. How do I make this manageable? We're going to post four times a week and not seven times a week. But I'm not going to act as if I'm like self, fully self-actualized. The other thing is that if you post on Instagram to all these people that you admire and you want them to accept you, and I'm saying Instagram, it could be Facebook. It could be you fucking text people. You tell them at the bar, don't be at the bar. This is before COVID. When you do that and you say, I'm going to do 30 episodes. I purposely said in my trailer of the podcast, I'm doing 30 episodes. Cause I'm like, I'm not letting myself off the hook. It's a people pleaser. You have to finish because you told people you were going to do it. For me, and I hope that what I'm learning from you and from my own self growth is Mm -hmm. that it would have been so easy for me to be like, oh, I turned 30 and I didn't finish my goal. Oh, Mm -hmm. let's just do 10. (laughs) Right. 100%. hate that part of me. Um, and it's something that I am actively working on. I'm very proud of you because it, seeing you do that inspires me that I can do that. Really? That, that quote that you came up with. Oh God, what what quote? The, uh, the to- Tony Robbins. Oh yeah, the, um, I don't remember who it was. I think he's he's like the Whatever. Irish guy. He's a guy, guy. he's a white guy. Talking about, yeah, talking about giving matter. a shit. It doesn't matter, he doesn't need yeah. a name. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> 
But yeah, so this leads me to my next question. So we're going to get a bit deeper. Okay, I love it. Let's go. What did your interviews teach you about your success? My success? Oh, that's not where I thought you were going. I don't even, my success. Your definition of success. Oh, that's good. Your perception of success. Yeah. Part of it was like, we're all just like humans sitting in our apartment trying to make our internet work properly. Like it really humanized a lot of people. I know that sounds so silly, but just moments of like talking to Sean Taylor, you know, and she's like, hold on, I'm uncomfortable. Like I want to change how I'm sitting and changing her phone. I know that's so small, but it's like these, these, these unpolished moments where like so often And I'm slowly moving away from this, thank God. But I so often am like so hyper aware of what people might think of me and how I'm coming across and all these things. And seeing these moments where, how I perceive it, I'm probably projecting, where guests are letting that go and they're just like being themselves. Like where Aurora like can't light her joints or like where Knox's phone is dying. Like these moments where it's like, oh yeah, you created an award-winning, like five seasons of an award-winning sketch show that's fucking brilliant and you can't get your lighter to work to light your joint. Like that's fucking gorgeous. Yeah. So those moments, um, and sometimes asking these questions and it being just sort of a simple answer and me being like, Oh yeah, I can do that. Like me saying, but how the fuck, like, but when you're really nervous and you don't know how to do this and blah, blah, blah. And they're like, yeah, I have those moments where I doubt myself. And then I just sort of, you know, do it. And then you come home and you eat a bag of chips and you doubt yourself again. I'm like, oh, I can do that. Like I can, I can do it and then doubt myself again. Um, Honestly, seeing how much connection, like how much I could connect to every single guest. You know, you talked about in the beginning about how I sort of put these guests on pedestals and definitely even the setup of the inter of, of this podcast of like, I admire you. I'm intimidated by you somewhat sets up this, that I'm at lower status. Mm-hmm. And slowly through these conversations, I realized maybe I still felt like lower than them, but I'm not as much lower as I thought I was. Shut up. That's, <laughs> That's what I wanted for you your entire life. <laughs> it takes fucking a hundred hours of editing to realize that you're still low status to everyone, but you're not as low. And you know, when people said like, thank you so much for researching this as much as you did or where, where they were then appreciating me, I was like, wait, what? Like I'm doing something that should, that not should be, but is, is being appreciated or those were moments where they, they bumped me up higher. And I was like, oh, I need to also do that that to myself too. And hearing it back, like when you're editing, that's a huge thing. Fuck the editing. I wish I had an editor for those a hundred episodes or those a hundred hours of editing, but also like what a fucking gift. I still don't feel successful and I don't know how to do that. I do feel that this, I feel victorious and so proud because I stuck to my integrity and I never asked anybody on who I thought, Ooh, people would be impressed. Oh, they'd want to hear from this person ever. I have to be, I have to admire them. I have to be intimidated by them. If I'm going to put like 15 hours into an episode of researching and editing and promoting and all the, probably more than 15 hours, it's got to be true to me or where's my integrity. Then I've just thrown it out the window and then I'm, I'm a podcaster for hire and that's fine. Hit me up. I will be paid to podcast. Oh my God. Hire her. Please hire me. I would love that. But if this is for me, it has to, cause that's how I'm going to feel proud. That's how those hours are going to feel worth it. You know? So yeah. 
I'm still working on the definition of success, but I did really see Alice said something nugget of wisdom where she said, you know, you might win awards and like she acknowledged it's easy for her to say this because she's won awards, you know, but you can win awards, but sort of next week, like people forget that you're the winner of the award. The thing that has the longevity is like, am I a good friend? Am I a good partner? Am I a good daughter? Am I a good, like, those are things she like holds her hat to and not to like misquote her, but that really hit home. Cause it was like, yeah, you know, a lot of the time feeling like I just want to be an amazing actor and then doing an amazing job in a scene. It, it's, it feels wonderful and fulfilling, but it's sort of fleeting. And so you're like, Hmm. Yeah. So I don't know about the success. I'm still working on that very hard. So I want to do one thing. So before we go deeper. Okay. So something you learn about yourself and not something like, you know, you worked out about yourself, but something you learned about yourself. So good. Well, definitely. We already talked, like I learned, like, I'm never going to not be afraid. I just have to do it anyway. Like that's not a thing. And you're never going to not feel imposter syndrome. That's just a human thing. So that's something where I was like, oh, these aren't things to like, to rid yourself of. I learned that I am way more susceptible to people's feedback and reviews than I thought. I created this like in a vacuum basically during COVID. And I wasn't at Bad Dog Theater after a show talking, people asking me about the podcast or I wasn't running into people and I was able to just live in sort of a bubble. Oh, so funny you say that. In a very general sense, I don't want to specific. Okay. We don't have to go on it forever. <laughs> You're saying that because you know that I go sense. on forever. Do, I love it. Okay. Yeah. This is five yeah. hour <laughs> podcast episode. What did this teach you about others? <gasps> In a sentence. What did it teach me about others? Oh my God. That's so good. Okay. I have such a fucking good answer. And it's, it's kudos to Ashley Como. That everybody just wants to be asked to play. Like that is literally all it is. Mm. Everyone's like, can I play? Can I play in that thing? And they just are waiting to be asked. Yeah, great. great. You, <laughs> these are the deep it. questions. Okay. Great. <laughs> you shared a lot of your vulnerability, which you talked about. Oh, which makes me want to die when I think about that. No, okay. I think that's when people really connected with you through this. Um, were there times where you thought, I'm not going to share this? Like, mm. I know you prepared it because I know you said, I'm going to, it's one of your segments of, I'm yeah. being honest. <laughs> Or I need to admit something He's pouring a drink. So close. Like it's closer to the mic than his mouth. I swear. (laughs) Um, Mm. Were there moments of you being vulnerable that you prepared it, but you were going to go. Like I prepared it in my notes or I said it and cut it out afterwards. Both. The notes. No. Every time I had a person where I was like, I have to admit this. uh, I forced myself to do it. Cause again, it was like, It was so hard. Like, let's say one of these people, it was so hard to ask them this time. It took me what, four years for some of these people. So no. And the hardest one was Trisha Black because I was really ashamed of the admission. Yeah. I was going to say the, the mission of jealousy is gross. That's a thing you don't find anywhere, which I think that you did so gorgeously and I'm so proud of you because I have those emotions too Mm -hmm. I'm sure everyone does but they're very icky emotions they're very nasty emotions and what you did in the outcome of the Mm. episode was I think it doesn't clear up every emotion Mm. of jealousy but for a lot of them it um I think it gives a lot of for me anyways a lot of relief for jealousy and figuring out that emotion that people Mm. don't talk about a lot oh my god I'm so fucking glad I'm so glad 
in the moment, a lot of the time, I think admitting it took the power away a bit. Um, I mean, you know, it's like when you admit something, you take away some of its power, but yeah, jealousy, because also jealousy sets up again, like an imbalance of power and status a bit. I was jealous of you. I'm less than you. Like, yeah. you know, and for sure there's lots of guests on that I, that I felt jealous of. And then I said, I mean, especially with Connie Manfredi, I, you know, I mentioned it and with Trisha Black mentioned it for sure. So in my notes, no, like if I wrote down an admission, I told myself like, you're never going to bring them. You're like, it's already so hard to talk to them the first time. Let's just do it. And like, you deserve to do it. And also I kept telling myself, listen, and like, you'll take care of yourself. If you do this and you want to cut it out of the episode, you will. So like, trust yourself that you can take care of yourself. So that was a huge thing in the edit. I don't think I took out anything that I was like, Ooh, I sh- I'm not proud that I said that a lot of the time I wanted to take out, Oh, like, if I preambled to a fucking question and I prefaced the question for like 30 seconds and then asked a question, I would look at the audio track and be like, look how long that fucking took you to ask the question. Oh yeah. The visual of it, Ugh. the visual of it is it's awful. Like you, you're like, what the fuck? So sometimes yeah. I would like cut out pieces if I'm, if I'm repeating myself a bunch, but really what I made myself sit with, sometimes I'm like, oh my God, t- you said like 17 times, take out 16 of them. And then I was like, Hey, yeah. Amanda, you fucking put all this work in. Stop criticizing that you said like 17 times. You're leaving it in. This is how you talk. You're leaving it in. Yeah. So I sort of like force myself. Also, it's like, it's going to make my recording. It's going to make my recording <laughs> so much faster. Yeah, my editing will just go by. Yeah, my editing will Burning go by so editing, quick. So yeah. no, definitely. And, the, and, and like, I really didn't edit a lot out of episodes. I always checked with my guests before and after. Is there anything you want to leave out? I get no... I get no happiness out of including something something somebody is uncomfortable with. So after the fact, if anyone was like, hey, could you cut this out or I'm uncomfortable with this? Oh my God, I'm like, fucking absolutely. I already got to connect with you. Like, I don't need, there's no glory in this. No, and sometimes like for Alice's, we chatted for five hours. So I cut it down to two hours because because I just thought that's a long podcast. So I I cut it down and it's not like I just chopped off the end three hours. Pokemon was the very end of the conversation and I tacked that on because I loved it and we were quite drunk then. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So have a drink while I ask okay. this Okay, having question. a drink. I had to understand what you just said. Should I not have said that? It's because we're friends that I feel like I can say that, but I'm like, should I? Okay, great. Okay. To be fair, I don't have good diction to begin with. And it's something that's super conscious. That's also why I'm like, so I know you're self-conscious thanks. and I just called you out. But also we need to reframe that in okay. saying you don't have good diction. Why are we like good and bad? Um, so understanding. <laughs> Maybe people need to listen to you more. Maybe people need to shut up and listen. Yes, correct. I love how you speak. Correct. Okay, great. Sorry. So take a drink while I ask this next question. Okay. What was something that surprised you about this journey? I guess this is a similar vein of like something mm. you learned about yourself mm-hmm. that you never knew before. But something just surprised you. So the same question? No, I don't think so. Yeah, make it less personal. <laughs> oh, I was about to go make personal. Make it more like... <laughs> okay, I have two in good Amanda fashion, but I will be concise. Okay, in a not so personal, one thing that surprised me is how long fucking promotion takes. Like, I'm sorry. I've spent hours a day fucking making yeah. and posting and I love every bit of it and I'm so proud, yeah. but it does. Like, listen, if you're... Yeah. But also but, like that my- <laughs> Instagram post. <laughs> no, like main thing is like, if you're hiring someone for social media, you're not throwing them $20. You need to understand how long it takes and how much effort, like it is a valuable role. Which so many people I've, 
I've been looking for jobs and it's so much of it's like social media person, you can work for this peanut. It's like 200 <laughs> bucks a week. And you're like, that equates to like $2 an hour. Like, no. So yeah, hundred percent, like pay your social media people because that takes forever. Um, one person who's amazing at social media is Amelia Rose Ritholler. So like, my God, if I could afford her, if I could, anyway, if I had enough money that it wasn't an insult to hire her, I'd hire her for my promote, for my, uh, promo. So that's one thing that surprised me. Like how long just like making a post takes. Um, and of course you get quicker. Okay. But one thing that surprised me, I know this is a personal one, but it really did. It surprised me how many of the um, obstacles I had in front of me, like, oh, but I don't know if I'm good enough. And, but I, I am this, I'm not that are like completely fabricated in my head. Like that, that not only do I have control over, like you have control over changing that, but like, I think I created the thought I anticipated someone would yeah. think I was a piece of shit. And then I told myself, oh my God, they think you're a piece of shit. And then I told myself you're a piece of shit. And then I did that for 20 years. And then I think I'm a piece of shit. And it's like, oh, I did all, I have all of it. Like I, so that really surprised me that, um, first of all, that I had so many negative narratives I was telling myself. I didn't realize I, I negative self-talked this much, but when you edit yourself, you realize it. Um, and how many of them are not rooted in any truth at all that I actually just created it from myself. Anyway, I was surprised at that of like how many things that I feel are holding me back that actually like not only are in my control, but I created to begin with. I'm like, oh, okay. Interesting therapist. Yeah. Cool. cool. Great. Rad. Cool. Great. Rad. Rad. That's, That's a rad, rad, That's a rad response. <laughs> so, okay. This question has kind of changed. I'm getting so, a little tipsy and I'm like, you need, so take care of me extra. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so drink, drink more. So drink more. So tell me mm-hmm. what you are. <laughs> <laughs> Remember when I, when you're like, I want to be a good host. <laughs> oh. Imagine I said that to any of my guests. <laughs> tell me. So what are you? <laughs> tell me what you are. <laughs> Oh my God, I am sweating in this fake sheep's Okay. Okay. So my question originally was, right now, where do you stand as being an actor or doing multiple things? We've answered this. So in, so can you tell me what you are? Like what my professional titles would be? Yes. Okay. I am an actor. A pod, now I'm a podcaster. Yes, okay. You are. Okay. This, yeah. Right. I think yes, I'm, you are. I think after, I know it's 10,000 hours. I think after a hundred, you get to be you a podcaster. Are. Okay. So, and I have this imposter syndrome, like, well, season one's over. Am I a podcaster? Nope, you are. But, okay, I'm a podcaster. Okay, so we have a bonus episode, so I'm still a podcaster. Okay, actor. Yeah. Podcaster. Yes. I don't know what the difference is between actor and performer. Now I'm going off on a tangent. So I'm going to say performer, producer, writer, podcaster. I'm also an actor. Hire me for an actor. I don't know what the difference is. Beautiful. Friend. Friend. Ah. Caring human. Okay. Okay. What's next? Ah! That is the question, isn't it? Um, okay. I shouldn't scream. I mean, this is after like we do all the editing for this and everything, right? What's after this? Okay. <laughs> what are you doing right, <laughs> when, you right when I finish? I'm editing this. Um, okay. What's next? Working on season two, like figuring out season two. Also working on, I'm working on developing Beck and Call, which I'm loving. 
Aurora Brown talked about like, everybody needs to be pitching more. And I think I'm all this, like, you have to have everything figured out before you even pitch, yeah. give the elevator pitch. And it's like, no, you fucking don't at all. Who, I think it was, who was it that was like, write fifth, like you're going to write five. Who was that? Well, Aurora Brown said they wrote like 700 yeah. sketches or something. Because you know you're going to throw half of them out. Like, you know, I and I, yeah. DJ that was like really hounding on the, I, you're going to write a thousand pitches. So like, don't be precious. Well, Nilu, I think, talked about this yeah. too. That she sort of wish, yeah. And it's like, it, it really is. But a huge part of this is if you're only writing one thing a year, then that's going to be so precious. If you're writing an idea a week, and it doesn't have to be a script. You're just writing an idea a week. Each idea doesn't matter as much. Erica talked about this as well in being in Skechersons. It's just like, they're not going to be as precious. So writing more for sure. And I want to start Link's Awakening on Nintendo Switch. <laughs> and also, I think just like, I felt at the end of 2019, I felt in the beginning of 2020, I felt really... Um, like really drained. Like I would watch improv shows and not only did I think like, I don't even want to get up there, but I just thought like, I have no, I didn't feel any like creative desire to create things. And I, and it felt really alienating and really sad. And I felt like a huge imposter and I didn't want to tell anybody. Cause I thought, well, then they won't ask me and then I'll be, and then I will never, then they won't ask me to be on their show and they won't think I care and all these things. Um, but I think I was just really drained and like really depleted. Yeah. And so I also think what's next is a lot of like just shit for me, like yeah. just like chilling out and not looking at my uh, producer's Excel spreadsheet for the podcast every day of my life yeah. um, and getting excited for season two. And actually there's an idea that I'm thinking about that I've been waiting for after the podcast is done that I want to talk to you about later. So maybe something with you. We'll see. Right. Yeah. Yeah. These are my fast. These are my fast questions that you ask oh, at the end of people's interviews. I love it. Okay. Okay. Um, I'll be fast. Makes me sad that we're at the end now, but here we are. Not the end of our friendship. It's over after this. <laughs> Did you hear that little bloop in my drink? Finish your drink. I think I'm more tipsy now than I have been on some of my episodes. I know. But it's also because like, it's so weird. Like I don't have to be in charge, but I still yeah. in my head, I'm just yeah, like, yeah. I'm like, okay, does he think I'm answering too long? Like you yeah. still get this like, yeah, anyway. Okay. Okay. Move on. Quick answer. Sorry. Fast question. Boop, 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 boop. Okay. You're okay. watching the Golden, Golden Girls now. Yes. Who's your favorite? Oh, who's my favorite? Oh, fuck. Uh, probably Sophia. Okay. Who's so, your favorite? Um, I love Dorothy's fashion. I might do a oh. fashion line just on Dorothy's fashion. <gasps> Will you make me something finally? <laughs> Look at the oh. shirt you're wearing right now. <laughs> <laughs> How if I just make you a whole clothing line of just my face? I would die. Okay. Like all of this pattern or all different yeah. different pictures of you? No, that pattern, different outfits. Or maybe different pictures. Dude, that's all I would wear. Yes. Okay. okay. Pofer of my face. Anyways. Um, <laughs> I could like shave your face in certain <laughs> spots. I love that. Uh, <laughs> okay. Second fast question. You step outside and you find a lottery ticket <gasps> and you end up winning $10 million. What do you do? Um, right away, 5 million goes to charity. I would buy a place. Cause like, I don't fucking need $10 million. 
Uh, I buy a place with my partner. I pay off our parents' houses, uh, put it into the arts community too. Like probably make the theaters like accessible, even though we don't really need that right now. And I, um, oh, I buy one of those like matching sweatsuits, like leisure wear. Like I'd really love a matching. Could you make me one of those with your face yeah. on it? Okay, great. Matching leisure wear outfit. Only if it's you and Robton. <laughs> okay, great, 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 great. Um, just everyone I love. Could you make one of like Rompton, one of you, like no, just I'm saying all these people? I'm making my face on every for a matching sweatsuit for everyone you love. Oh, I love that. Like we all have your face. Okay, fabulous. So I would pay you to do that. Um I would like pay to like invest. Like if you wanted to do a show, I'd be like, okay, great, here's money to do that show. Like I pay to do that. Oh, I buy Rompton like his favorite car. I would invest some stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like because like we're talking here, I should probably also say like maybe put some money aside to pr- like to pay people to help me with season two. But I feel like I could do it if I needed to. A million dollars and you're like, I could still do this. <laughs> <laughs> I can still do this podcast. And oh God. And I, and like, if there's. This is the first, this is the first thing that you do. Oh, I thought it was, what do I do with all the money? Well, I, I think maybe I said, what would you do? You know what? I'm so glad because like, I don't know all the things I do, but like yeah, those are. Yeah, it's a lot are... of money. This, I hate this question. What's the first <laughs> thing that you do? Okay, but like those are some things I do. Yeah. For sure. Third question. Also like maybe I buy something that's like not on sale. Oh, I love that. Yeah, not yeah, Black yeah. Friday. You're like, it's a Black Friday deal, but can I pay the full price right now? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I go to like, I go to like, um like independent businesses and I pay extra. Like I'm like, yeah. oh, this is $20. Here's 40. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, but like, like local businesses. Right. That I like, I really, I that really only love $20 what they under. <laughs> You know what I do too? I like ask my artist friends, like what's something that, what's a project you've wanted to do mm-hmm. that I like that. money's holding you back. And then I become like a funding body. Yeah. Oh, actually, you know what I should also say? I help to fund the show that I've been trying to make for like eight years. I put money towards that too. Yes. I feel like also, I should do that a, too. Like, you've already donated 5 million that should cover. Yeah, but you know Anyways, what? With donation, like 5 million doesn't really go that far. Like I should yes. probably be donating like eight. You know what I mean? Maybe yeah. we defund police. If we could defund police for $5 million, we do that. And oh. Corona. <laughs> oh corona. my God. Do you know what I also do? I pay so that all the people who haven't been following Corona rules get to go live on like a very fun Island. Like they're not being punished, yeah. but they all get to live together because those are, those are their love values. Island. Like the, Oh my God, they go to a love Island Island and it's a fabulous Island, but also like those are their values. So that'll be the same. And all the tr- and, like Trump and it's supporters a reality TV show and you make money out of the reality TV show. Oh my God. Okay. So all the people who aren't following COVID and all the Trump supporters go to this island there's an island called disappointment island i saw on tiktok so they go to disappointment island but i hope it's wonderful like i want a great life for all of them and they go and they have everything that they've ever wanted there except for like they're not living with people who are staying inside but like they didn't i mean whatever and they go there and they have a lovely life and then all the people who have been following it can like feel a little safer and like less being punished for other people's selfish decisions. And then maybe there's a reality show. Maybe they could be paid for it, but like we could be paid for being good. And also I would pay for every single <laughs> like, um, uh, like retirement facility. I'm a drink. <laughs> I would pay for, I would 
I would pour funding in there because like, I don't understand why we don't value that more. That would be really funded. Okay. Oh, and you know what else? All (laughs) of the areas that are like, you know how some areas are designated as, oh, this isn't a great place to live, but it's because of like just such fucking a history of of systemic oppression and, and racism. I would, I don't know if this works logistically, but if this works, I would buy all those houses for so high above market value if that would make it so like more funding would go into those areas like into the schools and stuff yeah that'd be a hard thing that's I feel like called, I have to ask Rompton because yeah, that's called um that's gender, called something gentrification no but I wouldn't like move in like a Walmart there I would just like give oh is that <laughs> I just want oh okay all right well, yeah. I'll work. I'm gonna work on that. <laughs> <You're trying>. okay, <laughs> work okay. on that million. That was the longest answer. I'm so sorry. I can't win the lottery. I'll panic. Okay, this question you can literally answer one word per question. I don't think you will, but I'm a fucking nightmare, aren't I? Am I a nightmare to interview? No, I love it. What book are you reading? What podcast are you listening to? What show are you watching? One fucking word, Amanda. Okay. Book I'm reading, I'm reading, so you want to talk about race? Okay. Uh, what was the second one? I'm so sorry. Podcast oh, you're listening to? Podcast I'm listening to. I'm listening to, currently, I'm listening to Armchair Expert, the episode with Jewel. Show I'm watching. Oh, I'm watching Southern Charm, but like, what else am I watching? Oh, uh, Romton and I just started The Queen's Gambit, and we just, but we just finished Rami, which everyone really needs to watch. I also just finished the home edit, which I'm very sad is over. What's and last... always the office. Always the office. Always. Oh, and Golden Girls. I'm watching Golden Girls. I'm on season three. Yes. I watch it before bed with Bella. Oh, dog. good for you. Yeah. Well, um, I knit. Okay, great. What's the last gift you gave someone? What month is it? It's November. Whose birthday was it the most recent? My brother. What did I get him? I Oh, oh, I bought my friend Stephanie a bag of chips that I wiped with Lysol and left at her apartment door. I did that. That's a gift. She loves chips. Honestly, that's better she than loves a, chips. That's better than like a diamond for her. Buffy and chips. Buffy and chips. She's gonna feel so seen. Good. It's so nice to make people feel seen, isn't it? I know. Yeah. I see you. I see you. I really want the piercing that you have. What's this called? The septum? Yeah. See, but my doctor wants me to get a septoplasty, and I don't know if I should get that <laughs> piercing. Okay. So COVID's done. Yeah. The first thing you're gonna do is blank. Oh. Like COVID's gone and we know for yeah. sure nobody is at risk. Yeah. I'm going to, hu- oh, I'm going to cry. I'm going to hug the babies in my life that I am missing growing up and missing like building an in-person relationship with. Also like any moms that I know who fucking wants babysitting, but that's what I'll do. I, and you know what else I'll do? I'll hug my dad. I haven't Ugh. been able to hug my dad since I'm going to cry. If I think I haven't been able to hug my dad or my stepmom since uh, since before March. And so I will probably go to their house for like a weekend and just hug them. Hug. Like you and Steph, like my close friend, I'm probably just going to hug the fuck out of them. And also, can I also say this? I, hate <laughs> I know this is the quick questions. I think people who aren't following the rules right now, I, I totally get... I don't want to make this a huge thing, but like, (laughs) you're going to roll your eyes at me. I totally understand that times are really hard and everybody deals with, this is legitimately survival. Everybody deals with this in a different way. But also I think when all of this is over, 
at least for me, I don't want to talk for anyone else. It's really important to me to be able to look back and be like, how did you show up when the world needed you to show up? What did you choose to do? What did you choose to sacrifice? How did you choose to sacrifice? And there are some things people can't sacrifice and I can't, and everybody has their own boundaries and their own mental health. But when the world was on fire, how did you show up to put that out? And that really makes it so I can look in the mirror and you can really view yourself as like someone through integrity. And so there are a lot of people that I think once COVID is over, it's going to be hard for other people to see them the same way afterwards. I don't know why you made... You thought quick questions and then you put COVID in one of the questions, D. I'm going to drink more rosé. Don't say sorry. I love you so much. This is, you're this so is, thoughtful. This is my last question. When's the last time? Shut up. I know what you're going to ask because I asked this. When's the last time I felt personally victorious? Well, you, you don't use, you don't say that at all. Okay. Okay, great. I've listened to so many episodes. You don't say, say victorious. <laughs> I say, when was the last time you felt when victorious? You felt proud? And you, oh. No, you, tell, you say felt proud or accomplished in not your career. And also, can I say that for any human watching, specifically any little girl or any little non-binary person, you should be someone that you're they're looking up to. What? And I think you're a beautiful example of um, honesty and truthful living and- God, you're gonna make me cry, shut up. Um, and when I say like I'm being a fan of you for many years, it's true. You're always gonna be a person that I root for, for, and <laughs> faux fur. You're always a person that I faux fur for, and <laughs> faux fur root for. And um, like this girl, if you're listening to me, this is the world ending right now. <laughs> um, no, if you're listening to this podcast and you're like, who should I hire? Hire this girl right here, this baby girl, I don't know, girl's not a thing, this woman, hire this woman because she is so fucking precise and exceptional to an annoying point (laughs) that you will not be disappointed. I know success has been a tribulating, is that a word, tribulating? I don't know, but I bought it. Yeah, thank you. I know trepidatious is a word. Trepidatious. Tre- so like that. Trepidatious. Thing for her. But don't let that define her because she's more than her self-consciousness and more than how she perceives herself. She's so much more than that. And I know that she's learning to perceive herself in a more beautiful way. And I think she's fucking 10 times more than that. So fucking hire her for producing, editing, acting. Please hire her for acting. I've been trying to hire her for years. Um, <laughs> singing. She's a beautiful singer. Anything. Her spreadsheets are amazing. <laughs> um, Those are amazing. I will. I have confidence in my spreadsheets. You won't be disappointed in this girl. And she might not have this, but I don't fucking care. Uh, <laughs> she might she, edit this out, but yeah. I don't fucking care. Because she deserves it. Also, I hope she only works with me. (laughs) But also don't hire her because I want her her to be available. Holy fuck. Are you kidding me? Oh my God. But when's the last time you felt proud? (laughs) Right fucking now? Oh my God. Oh my God. Right career. career. (gasps) Thank you. This is my career. You know, in Drag Race at the end, when they ask contestants to say something, I felt like you were saying, I felt like you were talking to the little Amanda. That was such a fucking gift. And you know what? I am like the 
the part of me that knows that I get like insecure and self negative self-talk is like so happy. I have a recording of that to just be like, I'm going to force myself to watch that and remind myself. And it can't, I have to consistently tell myself it can't be imposter syndrome. Cause D knows like, you know, me, so I should have done naked. <laughs> yeah. But you can't really see very much. My laugh is so loud for the microphone. Yours Shut is, yours is it. so wheezy. I know. I know it's fine. I was gonna say yours is going to be so fun to edit. Cause it's like, <laughs> it's grandpa. Okay. When was the last time that I felt proud or accomplished personally? Oh, that's such a good fucking question. I know, I know. I ask it every time because I want an answer. Okay, you know what I've been really fucking proud of? I am like demanding of myself like a work-life balance. And I never thought I deserved that as an artist. I thought like if you don't work on your career every second of the day, then in 10 years, if you're not where you want to be, then you're at fault for it. You're to blame. And I'm seeing that I deserve time that isn't stereotypically productive. And I never thought that I deserved time that wasn't productive unless I was like completely fulfilled in my career. And I'm also just learning like you always have a goal. And when you're approaching reaching that goal, you have a new one and that's natural. But with that, it's very easy to never feel like you're accomplishing anything because you never feel like you have reached your goal because your goal is just extending. You have to see that. When I was 10 years old, if I knew I was going to be sitting here with like one of my closest friends with a shirt that has his face all over it and a fake sheepskin with turquoise, fucking sea breeze, eyeshadow, reflecting on 30 episodes of a podcast that I made, I'd be like, fuck, I'm so cool. But as a 30-year-old right now, all you see is all the things you're not doing and all, whatever. So I'm learning that like, I deserve to just do shit that has no purpose. I'm constantly living in shame and regret of the past and anxiety of the future. And it's like, Ugh. why don't we just live in the joy of right now? And these were like 40 hours where I was nothing but present. Like, yes, I might've been looking at my notes, whatever, but I was in these conversations. And that is a fucking gift to be in the moment. How do you, how do you say goodbye? At the end of a podcast? That's such a good question. I usually just like thank them so much. And then I just allow it naturally to talk. And then when I edit it, I find like a fun point. So Amanda, I thank you so much. <laughs> yeah. Well, honestly, I really hope that everyone has a friend out there who's so protective of them that they want to protect them from their own negative self-talk. I wanted to celebrate this season and I'm so proud and I never would have thought of this because for my insecurities go to like, this is so self-indulgent and whatever. And I think part of me is like, well, it's a bonus episode. Like people don't have to listen, whatever. And so to be able to do this is like such a wonderful way. Oh my God. Bringing it back to your quick questions, listening to armchair expert with Jewel. She was talking about how she, she never really like, she wasn't like a celebrator. She didn't celebrate like my album wine, whatever. And she was talking about how celebrating sort of makes it so you process the victory and also allows you to have closure to move on to the next thing and that it's actually really important to celebrate your victories or you have a victory or a piece of success, whatever success means in that moment, and then you don't actually register it in your brain and you just move on. And that's detrimental to the next success because you're not registering it as something to be proud of and you're not feeding yourself that like pat on the back. And so doing this episode is such a beautiful celebration. And the fact that you asked me, it just, it was such a gift and a thoughtful and the fucking research you put in and the time and the care and the thoughtfulness, like 
this meant so much to me. And you clearly saw that and like made it mean that much to you. And like that, I can't ask for more. So thank you. I really appreciate that. Like more than I can express. Oh, I guess that's how I end an episode. I don't know. Season two, baby. <laughs> Season two, baby. Hi, thanks so much for tuning in to this week's bonus episode of the Liquid Courage podcast. Whether you are watching the episode on YouTube or listening wherever you get your podcasts, I really appreciate the support. And I can't wait to get started on season two. For any updates and for access to fun bonus content, follow the podcast on Instagram at Liquid Courage Podcast and on Twitter at Liquid C Podcast. And you can find me on Instagram at Hot Cold Spicy. The world can feel pretty scary and uncertain right now. And being able to connect with these inspiring people each week in a safe, responsible, virtual way has really helped me feel connected and sane. In a surprising way, this podcast turned out to be such a huge source of support for me. So I hope in listening, you feel a little less alone and a little more connected as well. Thanks again for listening. It means the world to me. Stay safe and take care. And see you for season two.